Aloha. <laughs> Every single time. Hi. I, happy schmodcasting. Yeah, it's a feel good Friday. A feel good Friday? Have I never said that to you before? Literally never in my whole life. Feel good Friday. Is that a thing? That's a thing people say. I don't know if it's like, it's my catchphrase. It's like a buckle oh. up, but a positive one. Buckle up. Feel good Friday. Yeah. Yeah. No one else ever says it to you. You just say it to other people. So I thought it was a thing and, and mostly it's like a work thing. I make a point of sending like a fun Friday email. Like I try yeah. to find any kind of good news to send to my team to be like, feel good Friday. Like so-and-so did a good job. Yeah. But I've been doing it for so many years that I thought it was like a regular mainstream thing. You do this thing. every Friday for so many years and I didn't know. Not well, not like every single Friday, but yeah, many oh. Fridays. I like try mm. to make up because you don't want to do like every Friday because then you have some like non news types of emails that you're putting mm. together that like people mm. are like, that's lame. But just to send send us all out on a good note, like work wise. Yeah. Anyways, I've been doing it long enough. I thought it was like an actual thing. Huh. And then but it might I just mentioned be something it, you invented. Yeah, I mentioned it to one of my coworkers. They're like, "You're literally the only person that does that," and I was like, yeah. "Oh well, it's cool. You should do it." <laughs> It is really cool, Rebecca. That's Rebecca, you guys. Yeah, the cool one. I'm Rachel. Yeah. And this is Schmodcast, the podcast. Episode number 51, titled Days of Our Lives, but Days is spelled with a Z. D-A-Z-E. Like we're in a day. So, it's just so us, too, to add a Z to something. I know. <laughs> and in this case, that's also because we're basically just dazed. This is the podcast that's just two PLPs in a complete daze. I also thought about titling it Dazed and Bemused. Oh, that's nice. That was, that's pretty good, huh? Mm, I like Which, Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. We're in the Days of Our Lives. So we just have had a lot going on lately. And um, I thought for our intro, our intro question, uh, the question is, so much has happened in the past two years since we made our big move to Hawaii and for the five years before that, that we lived together in DC, what is one thing you notice changing about yourself, whether in personality or lifestyle or anything else since we got here to Hawaii? You'll have to tell me if you've seen any personality changes or like you know, enhancements. <laughs> yeah. I I think lifestyle wise and maybe just like personal outlook. Um, and I know I've mentioned this before to you, maybe even on the schmod, it is, um, basically impossible for me to have like a full bad day, like a complete write-off uh -huh. when I'm, when I'm here, I have, you know, of course, hard days, devastating news. Like I'm not like totally isolated when we live here, but I can step outside and still find like something that was good that day. Yeah. And, and I, I remember, and maybe this isn't totally true, but when I think back about like DC and even living in Texas before, I remember feeling like there were days that were just like, well, that day was ruined because a thing mm -hmm. happened and there was just like nothing else super redeeming about it mm -hmm. because they're just, it was harder to access the joy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, you're yeah. finding that it's easier to access joy now and you don't have yeah. Full day write offs as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? That's good. I am a lot. I'm. I don't hustle as much. I'm not in as big of a hurry for things, and my body is doing way better. Like, not that I was like sick or hurt before, but 
And some of it might just be end of like pandemic stuff too, like not having to wear work shoes and commute and stuff. But um, I just feel like I feel like healthier, less pain, less, less like back pain and things like that. It's cool. That's really nice. Yeah. And yeah. that good. Yeah, that's a really good one. <laughs> do you think do you think that that means that you're you're happier or no, just happier? I'm, I'm always pretty happy. But yeah. I am I think I am a little bit more relaxed. That's nice. Mhm. But you're happier. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's nice. I'm just content maybe. I don't like it's mm-hmm. not like I was unhappy before. I just no. um it's just this is a good place. I, yeah, I really. It's I, working good. I, and this is like the first time I've ever ever felt like when I'm traveling away, like I want to go home and like think of this place as my home. Mm, I never yeah. really thought that about other places I yeah. lived. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, let's jump yeah. right into some connects and corrects, shall we? Do you want to do you want to take our first one? I feel like I'm always hogging all the connects and corrects. Yeah. Uh, So we're still praying for the civilians of Gaza every day. And um, just like we started this episode, we're trying to also live a life with gratitude and still find ways to um, honor, well, I guess, honor their suffering by having our own joy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a both and still. Yeah. And have you figured out yet which drugs bond people the most to each other? Gosh, we no. really just haven't looked up that answer, have we? I thought we were just going to do them. I thought it was an experiment. Am I supposed oh. to search this? <laughs> I, I'm not sure if that um, experiment would pass, like, the ethical board review. Then how is the internet going to tell me if somebody hasn't done an experiment on it yet? I think there's going to be some hypothesis. Th- uh, or they could look at data. They could look at actual data without running an experiment. Okay. Do you know the website? Just, like truth.com do you not know how to google rebecca you're always googling all this kind of stuff i i thought looking at me deadpan like you want me to tell you what website to go to it was your question no i wanted to do an experiment oh okay well i'm taking it off the list listeners (laughs) you will never know we will never know because rebecca will only do it as a scientific experiment and will not google it yeah Okay. Deal with it. Okay. If somebody um, wants to email us and tell us the answer because they Googled it, that's welcome. Cool. I see how it goes. <laughs> I'm so, so busy. A lot of resistance today, y'all. <laughs> this is the closest you'll ever get to see Rebecca having, um, what's it called, defiance disorder? Yeah, this is me at my most contrarian. Yeah. It's like just Oppositional little... defiance. Oppositional defiance. Oh, that's the word you're trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That is not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of another thing we didn't Google, um, our next con- Connects and Corrects was on our last episode, we admitted out loud to the whole world that we have no idea who Woody Guthrie is, despite I've been to his museum and you were very near his museum. Yeah. Um, Marmy texted me like immediately afterwards and was like, you don't know who Woody Guthrie is? That was the tone <gasps> I used in her text. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, sorry, no, do you? And she's like, musician. And I was like, I, I know he's a musician. Well, I knew that because of the guitar mural. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she was like, she had to Google it herself. I'm pretty sure she Googled it. <laughs> do you know what his most famous song is? Uh this land is your land. Uh-huh. This land mm-hmm. is my mm-hmm. land. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Do you think that's a good song? 
Um, I do think it's a good song, and I think that it might have been written with, like, a narrow mindset of, like, who the you're and the my are. But yeah, and possession of the, land. But I do think, like, if if the original author, and since he's passed and we can't ask him, like, right, he's dead, right? We, we know that. Gotta be. Gotta be. He's gotta be dead. Still didn't look it up. But, so he's super <laughs> dead. But if we could ask him, hey, Woody... Did you write it with the intention of being inclusive of Indigenous people? I think the song still stands. Yeah, well, and it's funny because I first hear it and I'm like, ooh, capitalism, it's about owning the land. But it's like, no, it was literally the opposite. The point of it was mm-hmm. that people don't own the land. But also, like, I don't know, maybe maybe Woody is Indigenous and we don't know. Or maybe he didn't write it, like, with that intention, that he was, like, maybe it was a bit of a protest song where he was, like, I don't want to, like, resettle or, like, make people leave. I'm trying to say there's room for all of us. Like, so we need to know Hakuna more about that Matata. song. Yeah. We need to know more about that song. hmm Yep. I more will Google that. Yeah. I'll Google that one. Yeah. Did you Google the origin of the word Argonaut? Um, well, I know the origin of the word Argonaut. On our last episode, there there were some things thrown about that didn't sound like um, like definitive. Um, do you want to mm. tell us more about Argonaut now? Yeah, you know, oh, because I was talking about Jason and the Argonauts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, what is that? And I was yeah. like, Argos. And you were like Argos. I was like, okay. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a Greek word um, because Argo was like the name of the ship that Jason took to go find. Uh, what was he looking for? Lamb of God. I don't. I literally gl- have never heard Hold of Jason on. and the Argonauts. So Gold, Golden Fleece, the Golden Fleece. That's the thing he was looking is for. Is this a fable? Is it a novel? Yeah, it's Greek. Greek it's mythology. Greek, the person's name is Jason in Greek mythology. Yeah. They have the name Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yep. That's right. Not like this not is like true. Cyril or whose <laughs> name's Jason. Her- it's hilarious. Or something. No, it's just, it's just Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and so the ship was called Argo, and the Argonauts, like nautical, they're the sailors. They were the sailors on the ship. So okay. the phrase, the phrase, the story is like Jason. I don't know why he has this quest, but he's got this quest, and he has to go find this golden fleece that like lives inside of a like What's Cyclops' a cave. I, it's golden. It's from the gods. They're, you is know, they're it, always is doing it quests. Wool? What's a fleece? Uh, a fleece is, yeah, it's when you, you shave the sheep and you have like a shawl made of their furs. Okay. So, like a fleece blankie, but oldie time. Yeah. So apparently there was a golden one, probably made by a god. I don't know every detail about this Greek myth. You but don't like, know here's any the, details about this Greek myth. I know many details. So, okay. So Jason gathers up like 40 heroes and okay. he puts them on the boat called Argo. Okay. And Why is the boat called they, Argo? What does Argo mean? It's just the it, name of the ship. It's uh, like... It has it's a meaning. Like, it's, the, it's the name of a movie with um, uh, Matt Damon's best friend, Ben Affleck. Probably named for Jason's boat. Okay, I'm going to look that one up. What is Argo? Okay, keep going. Because at some point, it's just like, that's just what it's called. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, stop making me interrupt you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ar- so Argonaut 
<laughs> was there's the name of those sailors. That's like mm-hmm. the term that they used. Okay, okay. so now in, in modern day, mm-hmm. when you refer to someone as an Argonaut, you're talking about like somebody who's like adventuring and seeking their fortune gotcha. and they're going on a big odyssey, even okay. though Odysseus went on the odyssey. But like Jason right. went on his own ocean one. And so that that phrase is now that's what that word means if you use it today modern time if you they're refer an to someone argonaut yeah, yeah they're like a hero on a quest sailing on a ship okay yeah so that's the origin of the word and I'm still more confused than I was before do you want a really deep dive I'll Greek mythology you for a hot top I mean when I'm sleepy maybe that would be helpful <gasps> let's do like a late night schmod oh, sometime we should do a bedtime schmod app. That would be fun. Oh, sleepy time schmod. Cute. Okay, put that in your back pocket. Because I have another connect and correct that (laughs) I did listen to the song Not Dark Yet by Bob Dylan. And it's not great. It's not great. Um, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The lyrics are incredible. Aren't they so good? So sad. Depressing as hell. Yeah. He's basically you know, I like, love a sad song. He's like everything. The whole world is ending. I hate everything. It's almost dark, but just not quite yet. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. You know, and, I love a sad song. But the problem is he sings it in this voice. <laughs> he sings it in this, this Bob Dylan voice. And it's just so hard for me to connect to the lyrics. Like I had to read the lyrics to appreciate them because the voice is a, it's off-putting it's off-putting <laughs> you're laughing like you've never heard my bob dylan impression before I just no it's just i'm it's just so good it always shocks uh-huh. me it's really good like it's i was like when the hell did bd jump on this zoom you know i know I mean? right yeah he actually has, he he zooms with me privately and coaches me on how to do it so that's oh, how I does got he good at it. does he know that you this find is the it funniest off-putting? part he actually has a beautiful singing voice he's been doing this weird impression his whole career oh he's been yeah. pigeonholed now yep. everybody wants his nasal voice that's all they want I tried to find a cover of the song because I do think it's a really beautiful song um, but there were a bunch of other songs called not, not dark yet by other artists so I didn't find the cover okay. yet I'll have to goose that somewhere and I haven't listened to the full album yet just that one song. Well, if you can't do that one song, I don't know if you can get through the whole album. I have to. I've been challenged. Ah, yes. Challenge! Maybe you can just pop it in the middle of all the Taylor Swift eras. What? Just do like a Taylor Swift album and then a BD album gonna, and then a Taylor Swift. That's going to make it all the more strikingly uncomfortable. But I think I need to, I'll listen to some Philip Glass and then I'll listen to BD and I'll appreciate that, it. Oh. Yeah, that'll yeah. be that's a that's a really rough day though. Yeah, I don't want to be in the house when you do that. No, I'll do it while you're working. Um, connects and corrects. Another one is that I had another forty before forty really fun time in Tulsa that I'm so excited about my ancestry stuff with Uncle Tam. So it's not totally done yet, but I just want to acknowledge like the 40 before 40 continues. I did some other stuff in in Kansas, including an aerials like ribbon and trapeze class with my sister and a professional photo shoot that was so fun. Uh, But yeah, there was some good stuff, good stuff happening on the. Do you know, like, 
how many of them have been ticked off your list and what remain like just quantity wise i do i have a list but i didn't memorize it so but it's good yeah and then um this is a little surprise treat for you our last shout out our last connect and correct are you ready yeah buckle up it's a it's a feel good friday Yay! Okay. So Truman, our friend and podcaster from Fools in Wonderland, who also um, like taught me about podcasting inadvertently because he was training some of my students on it and I happened to be a, a co-organizer of the event. He sent me a little note about how much he loves the schmod. So huge shout out to Truman. We love that you listen. We are honored. He says that it is fantastic. <gasps> he describes it as two people who live together and genuinely like each other, having a great time talking with each other on mic. He said our topics are pretty random, spot on Truman, but always entertaining <laughs> unless it's about Oof. clouds. I added that part. Okay. I was like, there's no yeah. way Truman said that. No he way. Said, he said there is structure. It feels like a show. And that's one of the coolest parts of it. And that we have these like regular spots like this connect and corrects corrects part right now. And that our chemistry is great. Oh. Yeah. Now for a little deeper dive, he says the thing he likes most about Schmodcast is how how we think about our audience. Because we don't really have any specific demographics except English speaking, since it's an English speaking podcast. Uh, but we just put together this podcast for our friends and family. And we'll probably never have a huge audience because that's just like not how podcasts like this work. But he said they are really all caps, good podcasters and added, I'm totally hooked. <gasps> oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Truman. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I'm so proud of us. Yeah. I almost said shook on Zaf as well. <laughs> I thought it was See, extra not, funny. It's not just yes. English speaking. Shukran exactly right. yeah. And it's like he totally missed the episodes when I talked about how 1% is in Nepal. I know, but they must be English speaking. Or they just like the way our voices sound. Maybe. Maybe it puts them to sleep. <gasps> Maybe. Yeah. We should find out. Email us and let us know. If you don't understand, you never yeah. will. Mm. Oh, well. do, you think, do you think anyone's listening for like like get their rocks off like sexy yeah <laughs> no no <laughs> i really don't not imagine. after not after you said it that way Ew, that, <laughs> speaking of off-putting gosh <laughs> that's not our target demo i mean if no. that's what if, if that's like something they enjoy privately then i guess it's fine yeah but don't tell i'm me not about offended it. yeah i don't need to know we're ready for some hot tops girl Okay. Who's going first? I can. Mine's pretty quick. Oh, my God. Go. Yeah. It's pretty hot, but it's pretty quick. Hot okay. off the presses. That wouldn't be the presses. That's a news show. So this one's actually slightly less random, which is hilarious for Truman. Because uh, I feel like one of the little sub-themes of many of our discussions is our um, just interest in words. You also just kicked it uh, off with Argonaut yeah. earlier. Yes. And... And a recurring theme for, for me and us is um, when when certain phrases are just like pet peeves of ours and there's just like mm -hmm. a lot of – we spend a lot of time thinking about words and language and communication. Mm -hmm. 
So since we're wrapping up the year, I thought it was like a fun time to reflect on it. And I'd like for your consideration okay, to okay, have okay. a segment called Words Mean Things. Uh-huh. And this one is me sharing Oxford's Word of the Year for 2023, yes. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you know, but just in case our audience doesn't, the word is Riz, mm-hmm, R-I-Z-Z. Mm-hmm. And Rachel, do you want to say what that means? It's short for charisma. And it's how the young people are saying that something is really good or excellent, like, especially if a person is great, but I think you could use it for anything. You could say like, that's got Riz. Is that right? Good job. It's perfect. Thank you. Which leads me to um, the funniest site I've seen in a long time. And this comes from (laughs) this weird university in um like the midwest that i didn't even bother to write the name down so really good really good journalism Mm -hmm. they publish a a banished words list (gasps) every year to kind of like complement the word of the year they basically try to take trending words and request that the universe stop using them because certain words become so popular that people start using them wrong or they apply them to everything when that's really not the point yeah um, so for your consideration, this is a top 10 list on words that we think should be banished for 2023 as we go yes. into 2024. Yes. yes. Give give them 10. Number one is goat. Greatest of all time. Yeah. That's fucking annoying. Isn't it? I've never yeah. liked that. Be- He's well, the goat. It's first. It's like, it's not pleasant, but also it is now applied to everyone and everything. So from athletes to yeah. chicken wings, like everybody's just a goat. No, we're not all goats. None of us no. are goats except goats. Goats it's, are goats. It's also like just say they're the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I will be offended just... if you call Muhammad Ali the goat. He's the greatest, not the goat. He is not the goat. Also, it's illegal to say it. Like, not right now. It's fine because we're on our schmod. But out in the real world, it's illegal to say it without using that voice. The goat. And yeah. that, that law just also, I mean, we can't repeal the law. So we just have to banish the word. Here's another one for you. Okay. Number two, inflection point. So it's a mathematical term that yeah. somehow people picked up. And it's it's a little bit like use versus utilization or utilize. Uh-huh, uh-huh. People just started wanting to use that in, instead of pivot, which is like not precise. And so or the people turning been, point? Are they saying it also to mean turning point? Yeah. They're just they're uh-huh. just trying to describe like, yeah, like we're at an inflection point, like as if you're at some sort of like an impetus for a decision or something. Uh-huh. Like some precipice of doing something Uh different precipice is a good one let's keep precipice keep precipice but don't use inflection point wrong okay okay so so this this university is suggesting that inflection point has reached its saturation and it's ready for departure yes just stop using pretentious ways to say turning point just like say turning point it's fine yeah it's okay everybody number three quiet quitting yeah, we're tired of quiet quitting. I just said that yesterday. Well, and here's this is actually something that helped me is it's it's trendy, but it's inaccurate because um, it's people are using that term and what they're but what they're literally doing is they're just doing the minimum requirements for their position, which is not like a form of quitting. It's just doing your job. So we're we've like instead of us just saying like we're forcing our employers to 
either change our job positions or like make make these like really clear rules about what we're doing we're acting like that doing the minimum is quiet quitting when in fact it's just doing a decent regular job i think um i actually i'm more equate quiet quitting with like attempting to get fired it's like a game of chicken with your employer more so than just doing the minimum i think it's like it's like doing less than the minimum, but refusing to leave and being like, so you're going to have to force me out. Yeah. So it's like a little bit closer to like a burnout and you're like, you're not engaged. Like yeah, you're a little like further. Someone who was like ready to leave this job a million years ago, but just hasn't been able to get a new job yet and has just decided mm-hmm. they're going to like completely phone it in. So I think, yeah, that's what, and that's why we have to get rid of quiet quitting. It's not precise enough and it's being overused, which is exactly what you were saying this list was for. It was like words that have exceeded their original intent and now need to be removed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's banished. Yep. Number four, gaslighting for your consideration. Oh, are we done with gaslighting? Is that just being misused too much? Yeah, just um, nominators for this listicle. We don't know how many there are. We don't know the criteria. Um, they just they just think that there's an overuse, which disconnects the term from the real concern about uh-huh. like dangerous psychological manipulation. So yes, uh, people like are actual just actual abuse. Yeah, yeah, people are just starting to use the word casually yeah. a little bit, like like how in the past I think it became popular to say things like. Oh, if, if I was, if I missed my bus, I was going to kill myself. Well, no, don't, don't talk about that. It's the, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. hopefully we're being hyperbolic, but also don't make light of something that's so extreme. And you know, I'm probably guilty of this as well, but I think a lot of gaslighting is, um, we've the mission drift, if you will, for that word, it's like moved from its original mission of describing intentional, uh, psychological manipulation of one form of it to, mm-hmm to just any manipulation. So people it, it, like with taking the intent out of it is com- like the word gaslighting comes from a scenario where the person doing it was quite intentionally doing it little by little. And right. now people are saying they were gaslight like, Oh, he was gaslighting me when the person doing the gaslighting didn't realize what they were doing. Yeah. 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 So that's banished. Banished. Uh, five moving forward. Um, people, people are categorizing this one as also overused and just useless. Cause like, where else would we go? (laughs) There's this, we move backwards sometimes. I think they're like the, the main thing that they're complaining about is like when, um, politicians and bosses use it as some sort of like Mm. semantic legitimacy to like move the conversation in a place they want to go instead Uh of like, we're not to your point just using the word moving forward doesn't actually mean that you are moving forward. It just means you're changing the subject. I don't think I've been in very many environments where that was misused, but I can see, I can see it. And I'm willing to take one. Can we still say take one for the team? Probably. Unless it has some sort of negative. It might've been banished years ago and we don't even know. I don't know. I just found this list and I didn't bother to look at the archives. Okay. What's next? Okay. Cruising on through. Number six is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> and what? again, this word, it's its mostly that it is overused, that people are calling regular things or banal things amazing when it's, it's you're not actually amazed by whatever uh-huh. the thing is. Yeah, I'm okay with that one. I don't need to banish amazing. I don't need to banish awesome either. And like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not in like the same camp. With awe. Yeah, 
I'm in the same camp. And I think it's fine that we don't banish everything that the university I didn't bother yeah. to learn the name of banishes. Uh, this one I'm guilty of. Number seven. Does that make sense? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's um, apparently it can. Uh, it's obviously used as a filler or some sort of like like. Um, what's the word? Like if you if you have like some kind of security, like at the end of a qual like a sentence, you say like right like. That, yeah. Does that make sense? It's just like another crutch word. That's the word I'm trying to say. Uh, I don't think it is just a crutch word though, because does that make sense? Is a way to offer to your audience to ask clarifying questions without losing face. Because you're putting it on yourself instead of them. Instead of being like, are there questions? Is there anything you don't understand? Mm -hmm. What you're saying is maybe what I said didn't make sense. And I want you to tell me so that I can fix that. And I think the, the, and that's certainly the intent when I use it, uh -huh. but what they're saying is if you first, if you don't pause long enough for a response, then you're, mm -hmm. you're not actually asking a mm -hmm. question, which we all know. And then it can be read as passive aggressive because I'm not saying like, is what I'm saying making sense? I'm saying, does that make sense to you? Like, gotcha. are you understanding what I'm saying? Like, do yeah. you get it? Like, that's how yeah. some people are reading. I'm going to think about rephrasing that because when I use it, I truly am trying to say like. I'd like I some feedback sense? on whether what I said made sense to you and I'd like to redo it if not. Um, I wonder how I think I'm just going to – I'm going to say, am I making sense? Uh-huh. That's what I mean. Am I, I making sense to you? What about like um, – you know, they say, for example, instead of saying like any questions to say, what questions do you have? Which questions should we start with or things like that because people are more likely to speak up. I wonder if instead of – does that make sense if it would make if it were would work to be like which parts of this make the least sense that we should go over again or something like that mm, but it, that's yeah. more words i think we're just going to we're just going to be open to spicing it up mixing yeah. it up changing oh. it up are we allowed to say all those still they they haven't been banned they're, they're not on the list okay so Great. moving forward yep. <laughs> okay 8 9 and 10 irregardless absolutely oh, yeah. get rid and it is what it is. Yeah, I'm over those. That's Those are good. Was this a list? Are they proposing to banish all of them or just to vote on one to banish? Because like Riz was selected amongst a list of 10 words that could have been the word of the year. They took these 10 and said goodbye. <gasps> yeah, they're really ruthless and I love it. Yeah, we need to figure out which university it is, who else <laughs> is subscribing to this, and how we can help them on their quest to banish words. Yeah, let me see if I – I don't think I bothered to write it down. So I'll no. put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, there, The URL is lssu.edu slash banished words. So it's oh, something something state university. Hmm. Or not. Or maybe that's not what it is. Yeah. Lutheran Sisters State University. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's it. That's what it is. I knew it. It's all nuns. So anyways, that is cool. the end of that this segment. That Words mean was, things. That was amazing. And you know what else? It just, it is what it is. You know? It is what it is. Yeah. It Does is that make sense? Is. Yeah. Passive yeah. aggressive, but yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this is great because you did a play on words just like our show titled Days of Our Lives. 
and or play with words really and um i uh, as i was thinking of days of our lives um i for some reason was like reflecting on my childhood a little bit and i remembered one of the first school projects i did that i was really proud of and emotionally attached to and i pretty sure i kept it i think it's in my basement at my mom's house uh was about the capuchin monkey and so my hot top for you today is is capuchin monkeys and (laughs) and it's a little bit of a game you can picture them right they're like the ones that do the organ grinders those cute little monkeys with like the sweet little they're like used in movies in friends ross's monkey friends Friends. is monkeys a capuchin yeah i can picture i can picture marcel okay yeah so i'm gonna ask you some questions about capuchin monkeys and see if you can get it right are you ready oh my god this is so fun Okay, capuchin monkeys are described as agile and lean. Approximately how much do you think they might weigh? What's like a weight range in pounds? Two to five pounds. So close, three to nine. Hmm. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, the, they are most commonly seen with cream or tan coloring around the face, neck, and shoulders. What color is the rest of their coat? tan okay so so cream or light tan is already this their their face neck and shoulders what's the rest dark brown yes good job that was really good where do they live where do they live do they live in china nope hmm then they live in south america yes Brazil and other parts of Latin America, they have a really huge habitat, actually. And do you think they live in small, medium, or large groups? Oh, I think they love a big group. I think it's they party love city. a big group. That's right. Party City Capuchins, ten to thirty-five individuals in each wow. group, and they live in the forest. How high or far do you think they can jump? <laughs> in feet. Let's see. Um, <laughs> like, just like, what's their vertical? Like from yeah. like standing just straight up. Okay. Yeah. I think they can jump five feet. Nine feet. You stop it. They jump that's really high because really they live good. in the tree canopy and that's just, they got to jump. Isn't that that's good? That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. How do you think they mark their territories? With urine. Yeah. But how? Um... <laughs> the <laughs> how that they it's kind of um, a tricky question they soak their hands and feet in urine <gasps> and then they so just like slap the their hands and feet like oh, yeah interesting. while they're like traversing around isn't that That's actually very clever yeah yeah, yeah. they sleep on tree branches they only descend to the ground to find drinking water what do you think they eat? I think they eat like little fruits and little nuts. Mm-hmm. Fruits and nuts are good. They also eat insects. Bugs. Yeah. Leaves and even small birds. They are especially good at catching frogs and cracking nuts. Nice. Capuchin monkeys are the goat of frog catching. <laughs> 
Should we introduce a capuchin to our yard to kill all of our toads? Absolutely. Except they might, our toads might poison them. We're also not oh, supposed to say would... absolutely anymore. Gosh, yeah. I'm using all the bad words. So that whole, that whole part was just canceled. Edit that out. Yeah. Okay, I will not. Uh, <laughs> capuchin monkeys are very clever and easy to train, and they even help people who are quadriplegics in some developed countries. Um, they're mostly diurnal. They're active during the day. What do you think is their biggest threat? Hmm. Their biggest threat is like what? Like a jaguar? Some sort of like tree cat? You're really good. Jaguars and birds do eat them. But one of the biggest threats to capuchins is that they're popular pets. So they get like captured and used People. as like street entertainers. They also get hunted for meat. But surprisingly, because they have a really high reproduction rate um, and their habitat needs are pretty flexible, the loss of the forest hasn't been negatively impacting them that much. So that's a good oh. sign, right? Okay. 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 Now that I've quizzed you about that, we're moving on. Oh, by the way, that was from an article from the Rainforest Alliance. God bless Love it. That. Now I have another article um, called... Should you keep a capuchin monkey as a pet? What do you think the answer to that is? No. No, you should not. Very good answer. Thank um, you. Capuchin monkeys require enrichment and a very active lifestyle. They get bored very easily. And they're probably illegal wherever you live. So first step, if you think for some reason you could properly house and entertain and care for a capuchin, you got to start by looking at whether it's allowed Step one. Step two, find out about the legitimacy of the breeder because there's a lot of bad actors dealing in these little pumpkins, little sweet babies. Capuchin monkeys are often surrendered as pets because they have needs that most humans don't have the skills or the time to fill. So most likely, most people who own them, it's unethical for you to own them. Even if it's legal where you are, it is likely unethical. Um, they spend most of their waking hours looking for food and, and peeing on their hands and feet and all over everything. So uh, most people who do own pet um, capuchins have to put them in diapers all the time and like keep them on leashes, which is so lame. Um, so yeah. people who get them as pets often hire trainers um, to help like habituate them. And a lot of trainers use really questionable training methods, including Sometimes they remove their canine teeth so they can't bite oh. you. Yeah. Oh, but like awful. most vets would not do that. So it's, it's rough. Um, but if they get bored, they display aggression. They sometimes throw their poo-poo. <laughs> most of the time, if you have one as a pet, you do not have enough space or foliage in an enclosed area for them to exercise. Um, yeah. What do you think... Uh, what do you think people do to feed a pet capuchin since they like obviously can't catch enough like fruit, nuts and toads on their own? Are they giving them like cat food or something? Yeah, in some cases, but there are high quality formulated monkey chow. <laughs> and some people supplement their diet with baby food. I thought you were going to say bananas, but you said baby nope, food. That baby makes more food. sense. Yeah. <laughs> what would you think would be some of the common health problems a capuchin pet monkey might experience? 
Well, because you're not making Monkey City for them, probably depression because they're yeah. like they have like separation anxiety. Yeah, because they're all alone. Yeah. Um, like are you, physical health problems. Yeah. What about physical? Mm, diarrhea. Close. They get diabetes. Really? They get diabetes uh, because of the baby food and metabolic bone disease. Oh because they get taken from their mamas when they're too little. Because too little. in the wild, a capuchin stays with its mama for like three years or something. So like the ones that are getting captured to be pets are younger than that. It's bad. And they can give you diseases like hepatitis, rabies, and herpes B, which is also called monkey B. Oh. Um if you do have a capuchin and you somehow have overcome all of this bullshit that we just listed out for you, <laughs> if you want to bond, you could do some owner to monkey grooming. Cute. Um, because that's what they do with the other monkeys in the wild. And every month or so, you got to wash it with a mild shampoo. Okay? That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> if you heard this article and or you heard this schmod and you're like, I might go buy a capuchin. First of all, don't. Second of all, mm -hmm. they're going to cost you like $7,000 just to buy the capuchin. Yeah. So instead, for your consideration, you could look into monkey sponsorship. Sponsor a monkey in a like exotic animal rescue place or in the wild. There's a place called Jungle Friends that you could look into or just like fucking Google it. And you're going to find places that let you like pay for a nice monkey that's not your pet. I love and, that. And that ladies and gentlemen, is capuchin monkeys. What a nice PSA. I learned so much. <laughs> Isn't that fun? I can still picture the, like, little research I had to do using, like, the encyclopedia in the library. And and then, like, mm -hmm. I, think I, I think we had a computer by then, and I was able to, like, print off pictures and put them in my, like, like glue them to construction paper as part of my report. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool pretty cool so nice. i love it um i think it's time for our little outro yeah let's do it yeah so we recently started a gofundme to help some of our palestinian friends um and i i looked up some quotes to include on it and i thought i would just read those quotes because they're really freaking good ready yeah yes uh the first one is by mother Teresa. ever heard of her i have okay she said <laughs> I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Mm. I found that really comforting. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is from Helen Keller. She never heard of herself, but um ching, but we've heard of her. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Helen Keller says, walking with a friend in the dark is better than walking alone in the light. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that nice? The imagery on both of those is really good. I found the imagery really soothing. And I liked that it's not saying that like everything's okay. It's just saying that there are little things you can do. And it is better to be with each other, even during hard times, than it is to pretend it's not happening and just like try, try to avoid the pain, you know? Yeah. Or to like isolate yourself and run away from it yeah exactly 
Yeah. Walking with a friend in the dark is better than walking alone in the light. And thank you, friends, for listening. We are very happy to be walking together with you and and yeah. throwing stones to create ripples. Yeah, and it's not dark yet. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> BD. Added some of that BDE to the end. Bob Dylan energy. You want to take us out? Yeah. Let us know if you have a hot top suggestion. You want to submit your own response to something. Call or text us if you know us or email us at schmodcastthepodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram. This has been a Rebetchel production. Proud sponsors of Rebetchel B-Day Extravaganza. Doing.